Danny McLean from Play A Bigger Game. Welcome back to the Play A Bigger Game podcast, where we give you tips, tricks, ideas and interviews on how you can play a bigger game. What a fantastic week it's been. I've had some emails from you guys that are listening to the podcast about how you're putting all of these little tips and tricks and ideas and the stuff that we get from the interviews to work and it's helping you play a bigger game and that's exactly what I want to hear. So uh, the more people I can help out, the better. The more ideas I can introduce, the better, and the more feedback I get from you about what you want and what you need and how I can help, the better the podcast becomes. So thank you so much for that. And today I want to talk to you about the power of the most important part of you, and that's your brain. So you have this belief that what you think you create. And by that I mean what shows up in your world tends to directly relate to what you think about in your world. And the power of your mind is just incredible. You know, you, your brain is hardwired to look out for the things that are most important to you. You know, so... When it comes to fear, you know, if you're scared of snakes or spiders or, you know, lions or storms or whatever you're fearful of, your brain is on the lookout for. And and that's why you get scared and get that anxiety. It's a survival mechanism. And, and, uh, you know, you should have it. Like, if you don't have it, you are reckless, you know. So fear is, is a great thing. But fear is the opposite of focus so we we all understand that our brain has this fear mechanism that allows us to run away from the things that scare the daylights out of us and it also has a wonderful focus mechanism you know like say if you're thinking about uh, buying a car and you go i'm going to buy one of those little bubbly v-dub beetles right and you go i'm going to get a bright green one and because you never see one right you go i just want a green one because nobody else has got a green one and then you wouldn't believe it but you start to notice green v-dub beetles and it's because your brain's gone oh so you want to focus on this this is really important to you i'll start to look out for them or a better example is um your partner falls pregnant and, you know, you haven't seen a pregnant woman around for months and months and months and months. But as soon as your partner falls pregnant and you get all excited about that journey of uh, bringing a child into the world, you start to find pregnant people showing up all the time. And it, it's not that the V-dubs didn't exist or the pregnant people didn't exist. It's just that your mind hasn't focused on them before and so when it you 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 convince your mind that these things are really really important to you 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 your brain starts looking for it it starts to tell your eyes to look for this and look for that and keep an eye out for this and when it shows up you, your brain's going there it is there's that thing that's really really important to you it the point here is that your brain does that whether you want it to or not. The power 
comes when you understand that you can get your brain to look for the stuff that you really want it to look for. And by that I mean you can focus your will. You know, people throw in the towel and give up way too easy and they go, oh, I just can't do it, you know. And you can change that process. You know, I love that quote by Henry Ford that says, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So what he means by that is uh, if you think you can, there's a good chance you will. If you think you can't, there is no chance you will. And so... I want you to understand that you can get your brain to think that you can. And all you've got to do is get to maybe I can. So you don't you don't have to go, yes, absolutely, there's no doubt that I can do this. All you need to do is get your brain to think maybe, and then it'll start to look out for it. And that's when the wonderful stuff starts to happen. And I think the other thing is, that, uh, you know, when we talk about what you think you create, is you need to understand that you can focus your beliefs. And by that I mean, you know, if, if you have this belief that the world is a scary, terrible, you know, unhappy, horrible, dishonest place, that's what's going to show up. And so I don't expect you to go all airy-fairy and go, oh, you know, so the world's full of butterflies and unicorns and it's just, uh, I can float through it like a fairy. (laughs) I don't expect that, right? But, uh, you know, maybe if you could just start to think, well, instead of thinking people are terrible, people start to think that, well, just maybe people are nice. Maybe... You know, people want to be helpful. Just change that one little tiny bit and watch what shows up. And, you know, and, and so if you can change that belief to, well, maybe people are nice, and then you start to notice that people are, funnily enough, nice, then, you know, maybe change another one of those beliefs about, you know, uh, your boss or your partner or your friends or your neighbours. And... You have to work at this, right? But if you work at it, your brain will start to look for it. And and before you know it, you'll start to find stuff showing up in your world that is true to those beliefs. You know, I watched this great video uh, the other day about... um, It was an interview of... It had Denzel Washington and Jim Carrey and a whole heap of other really famous actors. And they were talking about the, the power of being able to focus your brain on on the the will and the beliefs that you want to have in life and then how easily it shows up. You know that Jim Carrey told that story about writing a cheque to himself before he'd ever had a paid acting gig for $5 million and carried around in his wallet believing that that was what he would get paid for his first movie and he... Funnily enough, that's exactly what he got paid to do his first movie, Ace Ventura. But he wrote the cheque to himself five years before that. And that's the power of the brain, bringing the stuff that you want to focus on and the stuff that you want to believe in into your world. And 
anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. And I don't... You don't have to do it massively like Tony Robbins' rah-rah style. You just have to do it. If you can, by all means, do that, by the way. But if you can't, then just do it a little bit. Just find that little bit of yes, maybe, and you'll be surprised at what shows up. So let me give you six quick useful tips on how to to get your brain to create what you think about. So the first one is you need to be conscious of what you're thinking about. Now, if you're going through the world and you're thinking negative, terrible stuff all day and you don't know that you're even thinking it, you need to pull yourself up on that. So you need to just every now and again take a helicopter view and just so you know when you sit down to have a coffee at 10 o'clock in the morning get that helicopter out or the drone whatever it is and just take a helicopter or a drone like view of well, what have you been thinking about for the last two hours has it been positive has it been negative has it been useful and then this is not the stage to do anything about it just get the idea of whether it tended to be more positive or more negative. And then I think finding a way to start the day with positive thoughts. So, you know, and again, I don't want you to do the unicorns and butterflies thing, but I want you to think about, well, like if you have nothing really, really positive to look forward to, at least have the positive thought of I'm I'm alive, I'm breathing, there's another day and it's an opportunity for me to make the best of it. But if you, you know, if you've got kids and you've got a job and you've got a partner, whatever it is, there must be stuff that you're thankful for. And so try and start the day off with thinking, about the positive stuff, not the negative stuff. So, you know, instead of waking up and thinking, oh, I've got to go to work today, think about, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm really looking forward to a cup of tea or a coffee or breakfast or, but try and kickstart your day with some positive thoughts. And if you want some more information on that, go to last week's podcast where we talked about the power of kickstarting your day. The third thing that you can do is learn to flip your thoughts. So if you if you're having a negative thought, so you, and you're aware of it, you know I'm, I'll give you an example, and I only give you this example because I'm a, I'm a fan of the Premier League. And, but if if you had a shot at goal and you missed it, the negative thought is, ah, I missed it. You know, I should have done better, and, and you beat yourself up a little bit. But the positive. So I, I don't want you to flip it to positive and, and be unreal or unrealistic about it by going, oh, well, it was a really good shot. At the end of the day, you missed, right? But the positive of the negative is I is going, I missed it, but I missed it because, and who knows, you might have had too much weight on your left forward, you may have rushed the shot, but if you, the positive is if I change this so you you learn from it if i change this there's a good chance i would have got that goal and so that's the positive flip of a negative so it's, it's not taking the the negative and making it a positive by being unrealistic it's taking the negative and going 
well, what would I, what, what did I learn from the negative? What would I change so that next time it's positive? That's the third thing. The fourth thing is, if you know, if you truly believe what you think you create, and I do absolutely a thousand percent, then you need to eliminate from your world, where possible, the people that bring the negative into your space. You know those people you bump into on Monday morning and go, "How are you going?" Then wish you never ever asked. So, you know, if you bump into those people and you ask them how you're going and they never have anything positive to say, don't bump into them. And whatever you do, don't ask how are you going. And, you know, the reason I said where possible is if it happens to be your partner, then you can't eliminate them from the world. But maybe you can educate them. Maybe you can have conversations about, you know, I have this belief that what you think you create and we get caught up in these conversations about how terrible everything is. And let's try and have conversations about how the, the good stuff in real ways. So don't make it good by pretending it's good. But have conversations about the good stuff and try and get them to come along the journey with you. And then the fifth thing I think is, this is all about thinking and it's such a powerful, powerful thing, controlling and being creative about the way you think. And so creating an environment where you can think is a really useful tool. Now, you know, I'm over 50 year, years old, but only in the last few years have I really learned to meditate. And I've tried it so many times in so many different ways, and I just couldn't get my brain to switch off. And so I thought that maybe it was just a lost cause for me. But like everything, you know, I keep testing, keep trying and looking at new ways. And somebody introduced me to the idea of Qigong. And so I gave it a go. And I could not believe, but I could switch off. I could find a way to disconnect from this busy world that we live in and think, and think about how I think and, you know, not not get caught up in thinking about the next job or the next client or what I need to do, but just think about the world. And uh, so, you know, it's a, a little bit like finding a sport or a recreation or an activity or, you know, a type of yoga is is finding that place where you can relax, switch off and think about how you think is really, really useful. And then the, the sixth thing I think is use the power of your brain to help you play a bigger game. So get Get to I can, or get to at least maybe I can, or find a way to picture yourself achieving success and just work at it. I'm, I'm not saying so. Some of you will do it like this easy peasy Japanese, and good for you. Some of you are going to struggle with it. And so, you know, the, the ability to do it small wins is what I talk about all the time. So, if, if you if you can't think of yourself driving a Ferrari, living in a big house, flying around the world first class, or that's not your thing, then there's no point in you thinking about it. But if you can think about the small success of, well, getting to the end of the day and 
having achieved three things. I'm just making this up, but it doesn't have to be big, hairy, and audacious like Jim Collins says in his book, Good to Great. You just need to be able to start the process of thinking about the small wins, the small achievements, the small successes that are playing a bigger game for you. And once you get in the habit of it, you'll find that you're able to think bigger and bigger and bigger as you go. And so there you go. There's six quick tips about how you can get to the point where what you think you create. And that's such a powerful, powerful tool to be able to get your brain to go to work for you rather than against you. So talking about working for you, I'm uh, nearly getting to the 12-month stage of running this podcast and uh, I need to weigh up whether I'm going to continue to do it or not. If you would like me to and you're getting something out of it like the people did last week, send me an email to podcast at rowdymclean.com and tell me your thoughts. I'll reply to every one of them. In the meantime, I'd like you to think about what it is that you'd like to create in your world and play a bigger game. Feel free to share the podcast on any of your social media. I would love you to do that. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again real soon.